This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, remember... Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. And I will start off with you now to tell you I've had a burr on my ass about one certain subject for about two weeks. And instead of getting it off of there, instead of finding some healing, instead of being satiated in any way, I found myself more worked up, more angry, more into a shoot than I was when even I discussed it two weeks ago. Even when I discussed it with Charlie Casserly, which I, I got to admit, I didn't agree with Charlie Casserly about it. I didn't agree with a couple other people about it. I found some decency. Decency is the wrong word. I found some compliance with Ryan Wilson on that. my opinion of Justin Fields. But over this last week, I found myself angrier. I found myself more worked up. I found myself more disgusted than I've been in a long time. And it's not with Dan Orlovsky. I think Dan Orlovsky's a decent guy. I know what he said about Justin Fields or what he said he heard about Justin Fields on Pat McAfee's show. I, I think he's a decent man. I have no problem. Really, I have no problem with Dan Orlovsky. I think that maybe he made a mistake, or not a mistake, but maybe we're at a watershed moment here. Maybe we're here in a moment where we can find not decency with Dan Orlovsky, decency with each other. Because this has been done, if you're a man of a certain age, if you're in your 30s, if you're in your 50s, it hasn't always been this way. But if you're a man in your 30s, we've covered the NFL draft, and we've covered the NFL draft extensively for your entire life, for my entire life. I'm 34 years old. It's, It's been this way my entire life. I used to actually sit here, and my dad will tell you this story. My dad is, you know, he's a sports fan like anybody else, but he's not overly concerned with it. I am, and I have been my entire life. I used to sit there and get the the little ticker that used to sit on top of our stove that had a chicken or a rooster on, on the front of it. And I used to set it to 15 minutes, and I'd set my own clock. This is a hand to God, hand on a stack of Bibles, swear to you fine folks out there. And I would watch the NFL draft on Saturday, and I would set the rooster for 15 minutes, and I would keep my own clock at five, six years old watching the NFL draft. You may say that's pathetic, and I may even agree with you, but that's the way it was. But 
growing up in, in my age group, and I think Dan Orlovsky's what, maybe 40, maybe? Maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much age. I'm not sure where he's at. Maybe even younger than me. I, I have no idea. But in our age group, you know, we've watched draft coverage grow and become a cottage industry for some. And it's hard to not tear down another prospect while making 37 Dan Orlovsky is okay. He's not that old. Don't want to give him, don't want to don't want to put too much age on him. We've watched it become a cottage industry for a lot of folks, and we've seen it where it's usually been done where we make comparisons with players that we like. We make grandiose comparisons with great Hall of Fame players. And for other ones, we like to tear them down, but we like to tear down others while we build up. I'm going to make a swear to you. I'm going to try to do this the right way. Over the next month, if I really like Justin Fields, I'm going to do my damnedest. And this is a promise to you. I'm going to do my damnedest to not run down Mac Jones or Zach Wilson or any one of the other ones out there, Trey Lance or any other quarterback, past, present, whatever, to build up a case for Justin Fields. I don't know Justin Fields personally. I've never met Justin Fields personally. I feel I'm going to take up for him here because this is what I like to do and this is what we like to talk about because we're getting down to the draft season. We're getting down to it. And a a quarterback that I like, who I've become pretty defensive of, I think that there's been some things that have been unfair to him. And it's still not about Dan Orlovsky because Dan Orlovsky's doing a job. He's admitted before he has opinions only for TV. He's been a guy who's broken down film because guys break down film and they can see what happens. We immediately think that that they know all or, or, or they should be able to know all and maybe even know all on different subjects. But Dan Orlovsky, a guy who has sources, mentioned, reported, whatever you want to say about those sources and what they said about Justin Fields' work ethic. We win at Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky reported somebody else's words. I believe Dan Orlovsky. I know that he's had opinions, his personal opinions just said for TV, but I believe Dan Orlovsky because he might be wondering the same thing I do. Where is it? I saw Ted Wynn. Ted Wynn broke it down and said, you know, he has just as many anticipatory throws as Zach Wilson. Everybody has Zach Wilson going number two. Okay, that can't be it. I've made the the defense of, of Justin Fields numerous times, and I'll continue to do so. There's a lot of things football-wise that I love Justin Fields, and one of my first thoughts, as well as my weekday partner, Anthony Lyman, I'm going, man, if I put Mac Jones next to Justin Fields and said, which one are you picking as the quarterback? I think 10 out of 10 fans out there would probably say Justin Fields. But I don't want to rip down Mac Jones. Mac Jones probably has a great skill set and could probably go up to the whiteboard and draw it all up, and that's what really gets those scouts humming. That's what makes general managers hot in the shorts, man. It's what gets guys to go up the draft board. You got a little bit of athleticism, which Mac Jones actually does. You can draw it up. You're smart. Don't need as much time, might need to do it with you. It may naturally be that Mac Jones is the number three or even number two overall pick. We don't necessarily know what the Jets are doing right now. We assume it's Zach Wilson. We'll talk about that at another time. But we found these things about Justin Fields, and I say this can only be natural. Zach Wilson had a great season. He had a full season. Mac Jones, the same thing. Trey Lance did not. Trey Lance, big, strong, athletic, 
the type of stock that comes from North Dakota State. You knew that people are going to push him up. It, we've been quiet, though, about Trey Lance. Justin Fields, though, you know, he goes to Ohio State. They played six games this year in their regular season. Didn't get a full season. And, well, I think we find a lot of things that we could try to take away. And I use them as defenses. I use them. And you could say they're excuses. I think they're legitimate excuses. Real ones. When you're only playing a six-game regular season, when you're Big Ten commissioner of your league, you have to go to and and pick it and try to get your season back if you're Justin Fields. You have to restart your season numerous times because of COVID issues, because the Big Ten couldn't make up their mind. You've had games canceled week of. You had the game canceled this year. To be only able to play six games in an offense where – you build as the season goes on. Usually upsets happen earlier in the season than later in the season with the best teams in college football. A la go back to Ohio State losing to Virginia Tech the year they won the national championship. Upsets usually happen earlier. You don't have your ducks in a row. You can't get everybody on the same page. And when you have some of the greatest schools out there, we're talking Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, a couple other ones. Yes, you're going to have to because you have so many guys that are going to the NFL. You have so many different positions that you have to fill with younger players. It takes a little bit of time to get in rhythm against live bullets against live defenders that's something that Justin Fields had to deal with but Ken he stares down Chris Olave yes and when we're trying to get an offense going here I'm also going to stare down the best wide receiver on the field I'm going to stare down the best playmaker on the field to move this football for but Ken he turned the ball over three times against Indiana Yes, Indiana plays good defense. They played good defense all this year. Again, what I said about the rhythm and timing and getting to know your offense if you're Justin Fields. And yes, sometimes quarterbacks do dumb things. He's young. That's what young guys do. They can do some dumb things on the football field. I I see these, these hits against Justin Fields, and I just knock them down one after another after another after another. And when we don't know anything else, what I get so angry about, when I can't say anything else about a guy, when I can't find anything negative about a guy, but in my head, maybe I just don't want to, maybe I just like Mac Jones more, maybe he just did more with a Heisman Trophy winner and a great running back and all those things that you still have at Ohio State and Clemson and so on. Well, you might like those guys more. You can't find anything negative to say about it. So you know what we do? We say he's lazy. And I'm still not angry with Dan Orlovsky over it. I'm I'm, I'm angry because I knew this was going to happen. This is a playbook. If I continue to find holes in the argument against Justin Fields, then we can always just use the anonymous, he's lazy, sourcing. It is an ugly thing to say. If I call you lazy, and I've had to do this before. There's been somebody at our own network that I've had to tell that they were lazy to their face. Not Anthony Pirino. He works his ass off every day. Not Marco Belletti or Erica Herskowitz or James Boccioni, who will be with us throughout the show. Not Andrew Filipponi, who comes up next. So don't even think I'm taking shots at the Pony Express. I'm certainly not. They're no longer with us, but it was an awkward conversation. But I felt I had to do it. Because if you say something that you feel, when it comes to that, which is a personal shot at somebody else, 
I think you need to be able to back it up. I think you need to be able to look that person in the face. I think you need to be able to tell that person that you think that they're, quote-unquote, lazy or they're not a hard worker in that sense. If you if you don't want to use the term lazy, even though we're dancing around it, this is what this source had said, that, that Justin Fields is lazy. When you say you don't work hard enough, when you're the last one in and the first one out, you're calling a guy lazy. And that is one of the most personally offensive things you could tell an American. To call somebody lazy is one of the worst things you could tell somebody. And when it comes to man-on-man, it's one of the worst things you can say another man. People have been punched in the face daily over calling somebody lazy or being called lazy. It's a personally offensive thing. And it's something that really can't be justified on film. It can't be justified. We watch the film. We can we can go to pro days. We can watch the interaction. I heard Charlie Weiss a couple of weeks ago, and I thought he was brilliant on it. Yeah, I know people say what they say about Charlie Weiss, but I thought he was brilliant on it. Guys like me make big deals about pro day. Oh, my goodness. Look how strong he is. Look at the arms. I feel like Vince McMahon. Oh, oh, look at your arms. You're so fast. But coaches go and general managers go to see how they interact with their teammates. See how they interact with the coaches. See how they do certain things mentally. They, they know the tape. They can turn on the tape. Tape's there. Running around in your underwear and throwing passes with anybody going against you. I know Justin Fields can throw the ball 75 yards. I've seen him throw it. I want to see how you interact. And so there may be something there, but now that it's out there, now we can discuss it, now we can debate it, or somebody can just say, hey, you know, I heard he was lazy. I heard Dan Orlovsky say that he talked to somebody that said he was Not the hardest worker out there. Well, then, case closed. We don't have to draft Justin Fields now. I know I'm talking to a lot of people who have a day off, maybe on Saturday or at work right now, who've had to work extra hours over the last year to make up for what they lost in 2020, who've had to do more, who've had to take second jobs, who've had to find other ways to to make ends meet over the last year, or doing it now to recoup for last year. I know you'd find it a personal affront if, if, if somebody called you lazy, if I didn't know you, and I got up on national radio like I am today, and I said, Gary in Columbia, South Carolina, who's, who's working at a tow motor right now and is listening to this on his, on his Odyssey app, on his phone, with his headphones in. If I were to call Gary in Columbia, South Carolina lazy, Gary would be pretty upset. I would expect you to be upset. I'd expect you to say, you know, I I got sources that tell me that Gary takes too long a break. Gary doesn't fill the full day. Gary's been fudging on his time card that, you know, Gary just, boy, it seems maybe he needs to go to the doctor because he seems to go to the bathroom once an hour. I don't know what he's doing in there. Maybe he's taking a break. Maybe he's doing other things. I don't know. Maybe Gary just doesn't come from good stock. You know what? Also, Gary, I heard Gary's having problems at home. Heard he's been hitting the bottle a little bit too much. Maybe he comes in with a with a bloodshot eye every now and then, or a little bit too often. Yeah, heard some nasty things about Gary. Be an ugly thing for me to say on national radio, wouldn't it, on a Saturday morning? Be an unfair thing for me to say about Gary in South Carolina or Gary in, in Bangor, Maine, or wherever Gary may be and where Gary may be listening. It's an ugly thing to say. And if I'm going to say it, I don't think I should say sources have told me. I think that maybe the sources should speak up for themselves. I think maybe we'd be in a better spot 
as a society, and I think maybe we'd be in a better spot in breaking down quarterbacks. There are certain quarterbacks that, no, you just don't like for whatever reason. Maybe you don't like Ohio State. You know, I'm talking to you as a fan. Maybe you just don't like the Buckeyes. You don't like Buckeye quarterbacks. And for all the silly reasons that I think are silly, well, you can't take an Ohio State quarterback because Ohio State quarterback's been bad for in the NFL since the beginning of time, and they'll continue to be bad for the beginning of time. All right, well, you know what? That's just your gut feeling. But to say somebody's lazy, that they're not a hard worker, to me is tremendously asinine, to me is unfair, and something that should boil the blood of Justin Fields, those around him, his agent, his family, and everybody connected to him. And it would be the same thing for Mac Jones, the same thing for Trevor Lawrence, the same thing for Trey Trey Lance, the same thing for Zach Wilson, everybody in the league. We hear these things, we do. But if I know that it's only one source, or if I know it's only one person telling me, maybe I need to keep it to myself. I've been in draft coverage over the last decade. I've been in buildings the night of drafts. Been next to the draft room. Been in the draft room. From my experience in Cleveland, there's things that you know are unfair, but are discussed, are bandied about in private, unfair to share publicly. And when I hear this, it's the hatchet job, and I do mean this, and I'm not trying to be be overly dramatic about it. I think it's the hatchet job of the highest order. When I have nothing else to say about a guy, when I just say I just like another prospect better. So instead of doing that, we say somebody's lazy or we have sources that say they're lazy. The source needs to come out. It's one of the most personally offensive things you could say to a person. The source needs to say it. If you're going to affect the way a fan base feels about a guy in a very public business, if you're going to feel the way that the conversation, this is a month until the draft starts, we will discuss this when Justin Fields gets brought up over the next 26 days. We'll do it. It will be in the conversation. Whether fair or not, it's already out there. It's already discussed. Whether angry or not, it's already out there. It's already discussed. And a fan, while they can say that they're upset, anybody who picks Justin Fields, that's going to be in the back of their head. Whether you're a Broncos fan and they trade up, whether you're a 49ers fan and they end up taking him at number three overall, whether you're a Carolina fan and Justin Fields slips to, to number eight, whatever it may be, you're going to feel that way. You're, they're gonna be, there's going to be a fear in the back of your head. Because there's guys we've said this about, and it's, it's actually been true. There was questions about Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel had serious off-the-field issues that we thought might be big. We didn't realize they were going to be that big, and they certainly were. There's been other players that, yeah, it's been brought up and it's true. But this feels unfair. This feels silly. And so I ask you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the guy on the radio here. And I've said before, I've, I've been in the building. I've, I've had whispers, been told things. Hell, I've been used as a pawn before in draft talk. Absolutely, I'll admit that 100%. If I'm told a player's lazy, if I'm told a player might have personal issues, should I share that with you? If you use me as a reference, and I can't give you a reference, I'm told it's in bad form of me to tell the truth if I don't think you're a good employee or a good fit for that job. If you use me as a reference and you you don't know I'm not going to give a good reference and I actually give a bad reference, I'm told that's in poor form. I'm told throughout my life I'm supposed to say, if I'm used as a reference for somebody I don't truly believe in, I'm sorry I can't comment on that at that time. Thank you very much. I can't comment on that possible employee very much. You could say they're reading between the lines already. Or is this fair game? 
should we talk about a guy who has been without the source being out there? I, I know we have to protect sources. I know we have news. But should we have to out the source? Should the source, when it comes to this type of issue, should the source be outed and have to stand on their own merit, whether in the Ohio State program, close to Justin Fields, around Justin Fields, whatever it might be, should that source have to stand up for themselves? Should they have to back up what they say? And why? Or is this something that should be continued? Do I owe it to you? The 49ers fan, the Jets fan, the whatever fan who might end up taking Justin Fields. Do I owe it to you to tell you that, hey, I got somebody saying he might be lazy. Just just, just take that into account. Or is that unfair? Because I think it's unfair. I want to know what you think. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up at 11 o'clock Eastern, Matt Snyder going to join us. We'll talk about the future of the All-Star Game, where they're going to hold that this year. Also, about player salaries and being able to find games on TV. People been upset. We'll talk to Matt Snyder, CBS Sports Major League Baseball writer, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern. High noon, John Fanta, play-by-play, college basketball on Fox, Big East Network. We'll talk Final Four with him. And then John Ledyard. I'll go over my mock draft 2.0. I want to know from John. Should it be a predictive thing? Should I predict it? Or should it be where I think these guys should go? I should do two drafts. Also, I think coming up before I get into the player salary thing, I'm going to have to ask Pirino about the Space Jam. They 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 dropped their um, what the trailer earlier this morning. And I want to talk to Pirino about it because we know that he's a huge movie buff. Even though Matt Snyder joins us at 11... We'll still do top five. That's coming up at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. 855-212-4CBS. If I hear from a source, and I, I, I guess you know, I could say, well, you should, you should find a second source to see what it is. That, that's, that's fair. That's, that's a fair thing to say. But if I'm told by somebody or even multiple people, two, give me two, that a prospect is lazy, doesn't have the type of dedication he should, they question their commitment, should I share that with you? Should I get on this show and say about Kyle Pitts, I heard Kyle Pitts. I haven't heard anything about Kyle Pitts. I haven't heard anything bad about Kyle Pitts. You ask me, I love Kyle Pitts, and I think he's LeBron James as a football player. He might change, again, the way we look at the tight end position, but just using as an example. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Joe in Ventura, California. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. Dude, you stole my thunder. Um, I, to me, when you say he's not a hard worker and equate that with laziness, I just – do you remember why he chose to go to the University of Georgia? I mean, obviously he left because he wanted to be top dog, but to me it's a dedication issue of whether or not he's dedicated to put in what it takes to get to that next level so to me it's dedication it's not so much you know hard work equating that with laziness that's aren't that, we, that was my point if we're questioning dedication aren't we aren't we saying the same thing if i say a guy who could go top five or should go top five if i question his dedication am i not in turn talk, calling him lazy just using different well, words you know what? Time will tell. Ken, time will tell. 
But that does I got to make a decision on April 29th if if I'm the, if I'm an NFL general manager. I have to and, and, and as my, a fan and, and as a fan and, I have to do that. And my decision would my decision would be made. I, I that's just how I feel. The, the reason he left University of Georgia, I I don't know. Why did he Why did he pick Georgia? Over? Well, there was. Why did he go there first? I don't know why he picked Georgia first. I know why he left Georgia. the The official saying was because he was hearing some very negative things being said in terms of race when he was at Georgia. He decided to go to the Ohio State University, and that's that's where we left it. Georgia go let him go right on ahead and do it. They they dealt with their quarterback situation. Ohio State dealt with theirs. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Joe, thank you very much for the call. Jalen Hurts left Alabama. Did anybody say anything about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts watched Tua Tungavailoa go right over him. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma. Do we say anything about about Jalen Hurts and where he went? Just because a guy transfers, guys can transfer whatever reason. And trust me, later on today, I have to defend the transfers because I knew I was going to see some stupid stuff on the Internet after we saw 1,100 players in the transfer portal just in college basketball alone, I knew we were going to see some stupid stuff on the internet, and we saw some stupid stuff on the internet. Hate to say it, courtesy of Dickie V. We'll get to that later. But because a guy transfers now, is that is that any reason? Guys are going to transfer more and more. Is that really a reason to hold a guy back? Zach Wilson played at BYU. I don't even know if, the, if Zach Wilson played at BYU all four years. I'm not sure of that right off the top of my head. We're going to see more transfers as time goes on. I don't know if that's a legitimate reason. Now, a fan could have any reason why they want to pick a guy over another guy. That's fine. If you think that Mac Jones ran Nick Saban's offense the best way, and we don't get to see what they do up on the whiteboard, that's fine. Fine. But I don't think it's clear, and I I don't think it's fair, for me to try to run somebody else down in making an argument for a quarterback I like. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. And I'm not going to say what Pierno thinks I'm going to say. But if you know me and you know the show, I'm not prone to be a Justin Fields fan. I'm not prone to be a fan of the player who comes from there. And I've adored what Justin Fields can do, and I think that he can really execute at the next level. And I think he can be a week one starter, and with the type of offense that he can run, I think will pay dividends immediately. He might get found out later and not be able to adjust to defensive adjustments. This happens with a lot of rookies now. But I think he'll start off, and he'll be dynamite for whoever he plays for. 855-2124-CBS. For Justin Fields, I should hope he drops in the draft for an obvious reason. I'll get to that. And also, baseball players deserve more than the other sports, but not for the reasons you think. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. 20 minutes away, Matt Snyder going to join us. Pierno. <laughs> Pierno. Yes, so in Ken. The, in the opening segment, I said, like, what if I said there's a Gary in, so- in Columbia, South Carolina, who's lazy, doesn't show up to work on time. He's got a problem with the booze at home. He's got a problem at home with his wife. Do we have a Gary listening in from South we, Carolina? We have a Gary who works at a radio station in South Carolina. I can't say the company because it's an opposite company of ours here at Odyssey. And you can get the Odyssey app today with CBS Sports Radio, of course. But he said, he goes, do you have something to say to me on air? I've never been late to work. Says he's been working there as a, as a radio personality for 17 years. 
Gary Mills, I respect you. <laughs> I said, my Gary in my made-up scenario drives a tow motor. And not well, by the way. He's had multiple OSHA violations. In my From what I've heard, he's had multiple OSHA violations. <laughs> See? You call someone lazy, even if you're not talking about them, they're going to take that seriously. By the way, Pierno, I thought you'd ask me which person I got into it with. You never did. You weren't uh, even paying you, attention. Uh, no, I, I was, but I was wondering, is it even worth it? Because are you, are you going to tell me? So I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. I'm not going to tell you on air. No, yeah, no, I would obviously not going to do that. I, just, I Even yeah. off the air, I wasn't sure if you would tell me. So No, I'll tell you who, off the air. It's okay. They're not there anymore. Oh, I can't wait now. Oh, they're not here anymore. No, I was speaking up for other people actually wanted me to say something on their behalf. So I was like, well, what the hell? I'll say it. Oh, wow. I, belie- I believed it. And I decided to say it. What are you going to do? I'm going to get to the baseball here in a second. And Matt Snyder going to join us uh, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. I saw the Space Jam trailer before the show. Yeah. You know, w- w- what you think? What you think? Um... There were some people like, wow, this is going to actually be good. And there were some people going, this sucks. Now, listen, I'm from Cleveland, so there's obviously going to be people who anything LeBron. LeBron could go up to somebody in Cleveland, Ohio, and give him $15,000, and they're going to go, why didn't you give me sixteen, you cheap ass? <laughs> but there's plenty of people in Cleveland, Ohio, who are big supporters of LeBron. I, I would say it's probably 70-30, maybe even higher, okay? But, but the 30% are a very loud contingent. Uh, I I saw the pro I saw the uh, the trailer. trailer. I think it's going to be a good children's movie. I'm not really into it. Um, it's a little I, the promos. Is, I'm just a little cheesed out by certain things. You get what I'm saying? No, I but understand. I, yeah, but I haven't watched the original Space Jam with Michael Jordan since I was a kid. For that reason, I don't want to be cheesed out. Like I think I might have told you this. Was it last summer or the summer before? It, was, it had to be the summer before. We were we were in Youngstown. We stayed over at our best friend's house, right? So this is definitely the summer before. I woke up. I saw American Pie, and I figured, well, I'm I'm awake. Nobody else is. Let's let's turn on American Pie and see see if it holds up. I got 15 minutes into it. I'm like, nope, done. It does not hold up to 15, 16 year old, probably even younger than that when that movie came out. Ken Carmen. 32-year-old Ken Carmen was not interested in, in American Pie anymore. And I don't want to watch Space Jam and be disappointed in it. So, I, you know what I mean? I don't, want to be, I don't want to be cheesed out by Space Jam from the original one with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and everybody and Bill Murray. I don't want to be cheesed out by that. By, and I know I'm going to watch the LeBron one, but the LeBron one's going to be for my sons. Like, my son will yeah. watch it. I'm sure my son will love it, just like I love the Michael Jordan. I like the, original, I like the original Space Jam. I thought, you know, it was good. Um Funny with that, that um, yeah. So it came out in '96. So fifth grade graduation from elementary school. Ah, we u- we used um, I believe uh, I could fly as our like graduation song, mm-hmm. and we learned tattoo sign language the uh, the song. So we we did that the graduation ceremony. We're the same in the age. You had a fifth grade graduation. Yeah. We, I don't think we did. I think they were just like, oh, well, well, school, well how, well, I mean, like, because I went to a public school where it was like K through fifth grade. Uh, we graduated, yeah. we'd go on the junior high. Like, because I mean, did you go to a public school? We like, went, yeah, we went to, because we some schools, because some schools, they would have like K through like eighth grade and you would just stay no, in the same no. school that whole time. No, I mean, they're, well, cause so that's I, why hey, I could I, see where you, you know, you wouldn't have like a graduation ceremony, but. 
I live in Ohio, man. There's plenty of school districts that are just K through 12 in the same building. We weren't that way. It's, a, it's actually a big school system there in the town I grew up in. So it was K through 5 at Redurban Elementary School, which they've torn down. <sighs> and then we went to middle school. Then we went to junior high. Then we went to high school. We went 10 through 12 at high school. You had to be a sophomore to go to high school then. Now they've changed it. It's 9 through 12. But either way, I know you don't care. But I, we never graduated. We didn't have a graduation. Okay. No, yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a big graduation, so uh, we used that uh, as our graduation song. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I watched the trailer during the break. Uh, you know, it looks like there's going to be a lot of action. Definitely looks uh, bigger and grander than its predecessor. Um, you know, pretty cool. We get to see an animated LeBron James uh, in the trailer. And also... Always looks like an, oh yeah well no I saw him part of the trailer he's not animated so you're right go ahead, uh, go ahead. also looks like uh, we're gonna get some interaction uh, with some of the other properties of Warner Brothers so um, saw Kong in there so we'll see you know I, I like it was a first uh, I liked it I liked the trailer for uh, Space Jam two I will okay. say there's been a better trailer recently that came out that was last week for oh, the boy. Suicide Squad James oh, no. Gunn. Love James's gun, uh, his James Gunn's work. Uh, so I'm excited for the the Suicide Squad. Can we get like a Sleepless in Seattle too, or something like that? That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Uh, I mentioned Kong. Uh, are you going to see Kong vs Godzilla? No. No, I saw Kong vs Godzilla. I saw WrestleMania three. That's all I need to see. There we go. That's all I need to see. WrestleMania next week. Are we going to do a WrestleMania theme uh, top five. Yeah, because, okay. uh, yeah, we will do a WrestleMania-themed top five. Okay. Absolutely. Good. Looking forward to it. Also, we have very, I think we're going to have a special guest from the WWE joining us. Your buddy, Vic? Yeah, I think he's going to join us, which I'm going to have him on purposely during the show while you're there so he can go after you for your top five. Good. Uh, I mean, okay. I, I have a few things to say to him as well, so I look forward oh. to that opportunity. Are, are, are you going to start crushing WWE programming to him? He'll just hang up. No, I'll crush Vic. Okay. I'll crush Vic. Why are you I crushing won't... Vic? What's the matter with Vic? Well, if What's he's going to attack, if he's going to attack me, I'm going to attack him right back. It's just your top five. He didn't say you were bad at what you do. Don't be going ripping his his play by play or anything like that. Well, I'm going to rip. I, I want to hear his top five. I'm, so he's going oh, to have to come up with his top five. He's, he's a great. Oh, it's going to be the story. same like everybody else. I'll yeah, tell the Stone story Cold's about... going to be number one. Well, you know, still. not not Cut. very not very original. And that that was part of the reason why I had my list because I know Did where I, ever... I know where you're gonna go with yours beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be different. Well, that's and, why I go first. And even now. with me being different, yeah. it's still it makes sense. Like Pierno, what? When we have Vic on, I'm gonna tell this story because he won't tell it next week. Did I ever Vic Joseph from the WWE? Have I ever told you about his grandfather when he died? I don't think so. Oh, great! This is great. So when I was when I was working with Vic, he his grandfather had died. And they had the wake for his grandfather at Vic's house. So Vic lives in Independence, right? And he's there and his whole family's there. I mean, they got the whole clan there, man. I mean, it's a big gathering. Well, Vic Vic had, you know, Vic was close to granddad. Vic has a couple of drinks, right? Vic has like four brothers. So their grandfather <laughs> was cremated, and he was in an urn, and his grand... You you might know where this is going. So 
Vic's grandfather was cremated. He's in an urn, and he's up there on the um, it's on, like on a, the fireplace. Is this like a meet the parents? Uh, no, no, no. This is this this is gonna go. This is gonna go to a dark place. But Vic's told it before, and his family's told it to me before. It's been confirmed. They're all there, so I'm gonna tell it on air now because I don't think he'll do it because he'll be in a WWE capacity next week. So I'm gonna tell the story now because he might not tell it for me. So his grandfather dies. His grandfather was cremated at their wake. The urn is up there, big urn, big gold urn that's sitting on top of the on top of the fireplace. Vic is a big wrestling fan. Now, at the time, he wasn't working for WWE yet. I think he was working for Ring of Honor or something there. So he goes and he he has a couple of drinks. He has a couple of more, then a couple more after that. Vic proceeds to get pretty loaded at his grandfather's wake, which Vic is hosting. Vic and his brothers. His brother is laying on the couch. There are people in and out of the house, throughout the house, throughout the entire day. Hundred of hundred family members. Vic's brother lays down on the couch. Vic goes up to the urn, grabs his grandfather's ashes, and starts going. <laughs> Paul Barra. Vic's mother is there. Vic's mother is the, Vic. Vic's mother obviously knows what Vic's going to do. She is disgusted by it, telling him to stop. He won't stop. And he goes up to his brother and goes, rise! And his brother sits up. And, like So it's a big thing. And he's walking around, and he's carrying the urn, acting like Paul Bear of his, his real grandfather with real ashes of his grandfather in the urn. He's walking around. He's over at the, at the, sand, the charcuterie boards. Oh, <laughs> turkey who ate all the roast beef. He was doing the entire time. People were disgusted and left. <laughs> Vic's depraved, man. Vic has a uh, sense of humor on him, bud. And we'll will, have Vic Joseph yeah. at some point. I was a little disappointed, however, two weeks ago when you, you, told, you said on the what? air that some wrestler had reached out to you to comment on the top five. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. And, and then and then you laid Vic Joseph on me. And, Vic you know, has not, been in the ring. Vic has wrestled. Vic has wrestled. Yeah, I didn't but, lie uh, to you. But yeah, but I thought it was like a legit WWE superstar at the time. You know? I could get. I bet I could get a legitimate WWE superstar to look at your top five and say that your top five sucked. I don't think that's very hard for me to, to arrange. Well, first off, it didn't suck. Um, <laughs> again, well, plenty of people <laughs> disagreed with your top five. No, that's not true. Oh, I. Judging by the responses I saw, they did again because you went for the E. I mean, again, every you asked that what? question to every what? everybody's going to have Stone Cold Stunner number one. Like, yeah. it's, it's not original. It's, it's boring. It's, Pierno, yeah, sometimes yeah. we we can't hit home runs every time up the plate. Every now and then, you know, Babe Ruth struck out a whole bunch in his career. All right, I know you're the king of top five. I know everybody loves your top five, but that Saturday, that's that Saturday was a miss. No, it wasn't. And I liked your top five. No, you know, it, it, I, I liked your top five, but that Saturday was a miss. No, it it's okay. It's okay, Pierno. I'm just trying to be just different from you because you're predictable. I know where you're going already, so it, I don't want to have it, an it, ident- identical top can five it be with you. That's not it's fun. It doesn't matter if it's predictable if it's still correct. It's okay if it's predictable. Things that are predictable. If I throw a ball in the air, yes, it's predictable the ball's going to come down. But it's also correct that the ball's going to come down, Pierno. It's more fun when you have opposite uh, top fives. Oh, you're so it. it. No, no, it's true. That's well, yeah, that actually is true. Hey, Pierno, before uh, before we end this segment, because I'm going to do something different at eleven twenty, right after we get to uh, Matt Snyder at eleven. Do you know the top five right now? The top five subject? Yeah, I do. What's the top five subject? We'll do it at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. What's um, top five? 
because we were talking about like cereal last week. Oh God. Um. So I forgot how that came up. So, but um, we're gonna do the top five cereal mascots. Oh wow. That was a curveball. I thought you were just gonna do top five cereal. I know. Top five cereal mascot. But I feel like this could be more fun potentially. I'm trying to think. I think that will be a lot more fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I'll take top five cereal mascots. Okay. We'll do that at 1140 a.m. Eastern. 855-2124-CBS. We'll have Matt Snyder joining us coming up at 11. At 1120, baseball players deserve more than the others. And it's not for reasons you would think. A lot of people agree, but I, I got a completely different reason for it. And I think it has to do a lot with what Francisco Lindor got earlier this week from the New York Mets. Because it just spawned a completely different thought that I had. I'll get to that. You know, when it comes to Justin Fields, I'll make this quick because I know we got to go here. When it comes to Justin Fields, I, I do. I challenge you. I challenge everybody else. If I can say something, if, if it's truly meant, if the guy's a bad guy or the guy does something wrong, fine. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Mean it. But I do want to try to build up others without tearing the others down. I really like Justin Fields. But I saw great things out of Zach Wilson this year. I'd still take Justin Fields number two overall. I like Justin Fields a ton. And I saw a ton of Zach Wilson football. I saw him against Coastal. I saw him all over the season. He's good. He's really good. But when I look at what offenses can do, and I think he's perfect for San Francisco. I don't know how great it would be with the Jets, with Saleh uh, with, with and everybody. I don't know how, be, how good it would be with a defensive guy. I think for Kyle Shanahan with Justin Fields and how he can run an offense, how he can take off, how he can do the type of thing that I think Kyle Shanahan wants to do and when he was able to do it at Ohio State, I think it makes a ton of sense. I don't know if I believe that he will take Justin Fields. Wes John Ledyard that coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. Coming up next, Matt Snyder going to join us on the show. The 2021 preview, where the new All-Star game is going to be, and whether or not to end the shift, I'm going to fight about it with him next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.